All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the show, guys. What's going on? This is Devon Johnson with the Showtime Forum postgame report. Tonight was a uh, another loss that we should not have had, but it was a loss nonetheless. 121-111. Lakers fall to the Rockets, who lacked length, but apparently did not lack in three-point shooting tonight. And so, uh, Lakers have fallen. They are now have lost seven games at home. This was a game that we anticipated that we were going to win, uh, but unfortunately, it is not so tonight. Uh, and plenty of stuff to talk about tonight. Obviously, um, there were plenty of great spots and and um, and plenty of spots that left us lacking. Uh, and it's so unfortunate because this is a team uh, that you're looking at this part of the year where you're looking at them in this season, uh, looking at them really trying to come into rounding form and into shape. And as they become more offensively rounded, it seems like their defense seems to be lacking. Letting teams get 121 points, including the Rockets, who we've beaten before, uh, just was something that was so far-fetched. We were keeping teams around uh, 98, 105, sometimes 110. Uh, but we were seeing more and more that the games that we lose were allowing teams to outscore us by a pretty significant margin. The game was pretty close all the way up until the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter, uh, it seemed to go back and forth. There was never really a double-digit lead all the way up until about six minutes into the game. And then the Lakers end up losing by double digits because it just fell apart in the end. And I'm starting to see a trend that I do not like. It's a trend that um, I know a lot of us are looking for, you know, LeBron to do a certain thing. But LeBron in the fourth quarter just seems to have problems with with doing what uh, what ultimately will win us games. It seems like it's becoming too much of LeBron dominant. Um, obviously, if you look at his uh, if you look at his scoring and you look at his shot attempts, um, majority of his shot attempts he he shoots more uh, uh, field goal attempts than any other any other Laker on the team. Okay, he in the fourth quarter he shoots more than anybody, uh, which means that whatever we were doing that was keeping it close. Uh, is not working in the fourth quarter for whatever reason. It tends to, it feels like LeBron is trying to do something differently in the fourth than what was working in the first three quarters. Um, and it's just, it's just not good. It's not good for the offense. It's not good for the team chemistry. Uh, tonight, Anthony Davis was having his way with 30 plus points. Uh, and then, you know, we had people like Avery Bradley who was coming in and seemed to have a hot hand. Even Alice Caruso was in double digits tonight. Um, and we just could not seem to get those guys to be. Uh, uh, incorporated in those last four minutes and uh, and really the last fourth quarter altogether. Um, there were plenty of moments where I watched LeBron James calling for the ball and it's getting to the point now where teams know that in the fourth quarter you just double LeBron and just trust that nobody else is going to make a shot. And, and that's what happened tonight. Uh, tonight LeBron had six turnovers, um, which, is, which is really, really bad. And considering that, the only other person who had anywhere close to those amount of turnovers was Rondo with four. Anthony Davis had zero turnovers, um, and uh, let's see here. Uh, Avery Bradley had zero turnovers. Dwight Howard had zero turnovers. It, it just it, it it doesn't feel good to see um, somebody of his caliber turning the ball over at such crucial moments when we're going neck and neck, or we have a two point lead, a three point lead, or we're down by one. Turning over the ball, and it always seems to be the same thing. He's dribbling down, he turns his back to kind of back down. He ends up losing the ball somehow, some way, and it seems like his turnovers turn into more points. Now, this is not to say that LeBron is is necessarily a bad player. We all know he's a great player. We know LeBron's a great player. We know he's going to be our superstar, our closer, and our leader. But what we're looking for is is to keep an even keel, keep fighting. One of the things that kept us in those winning streaks 
was LeBron able being able to facilitate to so many people. The reason why Anthony Davis was able to get a 40-burger, 50-burger, was because he was able to facilitate to Anthony, okay? But it just seems like at the end of the, at the end, end of the fourth quarter, it just seems like we're moving away from the offense, uh, offensive scheme that helps us, and then we end up turning the ball over, which leads to easy, easy points. And what was once a close game now ends up looking almost like a blowout by losing by 10 points to a team that lacks length. Um, <clears throat> uh, we're going to talk uh, about a few things. We had some great production out of Anthony Davis, of course. Uh, who had 32 points and 13 rebounds, which was amazing. It looks like he sprained his thumb there uh, and had a little bit of a, uh, a a shot to the mouth at the end, uh, but he seems to be okay. LeBron James contributed 18 points on 8 and 19 shooting in 37 minutes. Anthony Davis played 40 minutes tonight, not what you want to see. Uh, JaVale comp- um, uh, contributed 4 points tonight, which is good, uh, considering that he only played 17 or 16 minutes and had 5 rebounds. So, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest JaVale McGee performance, but considering how many uh, uh, how how the scoring was being uh, distributed around with Avery Bradley, with uh, with Alice Caruso, with LeBron and AD, it, it's fine for that. Uh, Avery Bradley was really the star tonight. Three of four from the three point line, five of ten from the field goal, and he was just aggressive. He only scored fifteen points, but his fifteen points were. Uh, were points that you could look at and say that's what we want to see from you every night. If we can get if we can get you to do that and play defense and be able to do all of those things consistently, um, it, it really does add another dimension uh, into this offense. One of the things that was really concerning was that Darren Collison was there tonight, sitting next to Jeannie Buss. And when you're talking about somebody who's thinking about coming back into the NBA, uh, who's looking for a team that could be a championship contender. Um, and you see how the offense just really doesn't seem to work well when LeBron is in the fourth quarter, um, it makes you think twice. Because if, if you want to come in and win, and you know that you have a possibility of winning a championship, you want to know that you're going to be trusted in crucial moments. And in these crucial moments, it doesn't seem like anybody is trusted but LeBron. Um, and and partially, partially it's because of things like this. Kyle Kuzma played 20 minutes, went 2 of 8, 0 of 4 from the three-point line for four points. Uh, Rondo with two points, but four turnovers. Uh, uh, KCP, who went 0-4 from the three-point line uh, for four points. Uh, Alex Caruso was super aggressive tonight and was able to produce 12 points on four of seven shooting, two of two of three from the three-point line. These are great things that you want to see, but for some reason it feels like when Kuzma's hot, everybody else is off. Uh, when KCP is hot, then Kuzma's off. It just feels like we can't seem to get the bench to be consistent together. If you can get a Kuzma to give you 15 points and a Caldwell Pope to give you 15 to 20 points and an Alex Caruso to give you the defense that he gave you tonight as well as even 8 to 10 points. He gave us 12 tonight. It looks like it would be much better. But when you have your bench giving 4 points, 5 points, 2 points, 4 points, uh, it's just it doesn't look well. It doesn't look good. And it's one of the reasons why so many people are picking the Clippers over the Lakers is because our bench is so inconsistent. And I know plenty of us have plenty of things to talk about with the trade deadline and the whole nine, but I'm going to jump into your questions now. Let's try to address as much as we can. George Santiago, just one game where Rockets got hot and made tough shots. I would say yes, but on a night um, where they've traded away one of their primary defenders, and this is par- partially part of the reason that the Lakers had so much issues tonight, was because they're trying to figure out how to play with this new Rockets offense. They've played them before. They know how to play them against, uh, with a Capella that runs in the middle. You defend the rim run and things like that. But tonight, they were going full steam ahead with nobody in the middle, spacing the floor, 
and they really accentuated on our weakness and the weaknesses that is defending the three. Um, I know it felt like it was way more tonight, uh, but uh, they shot they shot 42 times from the three point line, uh, and uh, and they made 19 of them. Okay, so they shot 45 percent. Um, but when you think about uh, of the volume of shots, 42 shots from three lets you know that they were they were they had really no intention of pounding the middle. They knew that they were going to play small ball, and so they just kept everything spaced in the floor. So you have a Westbrook who drives kicks. Westbrook had himself a night tonight. Uh, tonight he had 41 points. But I want you to see the rest of the scoring that was happening and why this plan worked against the Lakers. P.J. Tucker with 11 points, House with 13, Westbrook with 41, Gordon with 15, Harden with 14. And on a night where Harden goes one of six for 14 points and there's no Capella, you should you should win that game. And I know it's about them getting hot, but it really wasn't about them getting hot. It was as much as it was them them knowing how to, how to make the, the Lakers uh, uh, show their weakness. And they showed it tonight by driving and kicking. And it's the one thing the Lakers do not do well in defending, is defending the driving kick three. And tonight they had their way. Uh, and so when, when that happens now, now you know teams are looking at the Lakers and going, okay, the way that we beat them is driving kick, driving kick, driving kick. And you're going to see that same game plan. So unless Frank Vogel goes back and begins to make some adjustments, this is going to become a trend. And this is the thing that really worries us as Laker fans. We do great against the teams that are horrible, but against the teams that could be potential playoff contenders against us or playoff matchups, we don't do well. Alsa Kusik, that was hard to watch. It was. There were plenty of mistakes that shouldn't have been made. We never felt like we really had a control of the game. We had bursts in moments, uh, but when we got down to that clutch moment, we just do not have a clutch gene yet. Um, and as much as I know winning a championship would honor Kobe, the thing that's going to honor Kobe the most is making sure that we have a fourth quarter mentality that we pick up the intensity, that we start making the right plays, and we play even more team ball in the fourth quarter um, to make sure that we get the win. It was hard to watch tonight us collapse the way that we did. Uh, Vogel trash lineup, no length in the third. Lakers softest. <laughs> that was Michael, Ta uh, uh, I'm going to say Tamas, Thamas. Um, yeah, well, the the Vogel actually had to do a change because this is this is going to be a, a difference maker for the Houston Rockets. No team has decided to make such a huge adjustment to how they play basketball as the Rockets have done midseason. They have literally abandoned having a big man, and they have made a determination that we are going to go small ball and we're going to drive and kick. Now, this is not this is almost reminiscent of kind of what they did with the Phoenix Suns. You had Amari Stoudemire who was kind of like the pick and roll guy tonight they don't really have a pick and roll guy but they do have drive and kick and when you have a harden on one side and a westbrook on another it you have to go small you have to make an adjustment to make those things work because houston is going to be tampering uh, or playing around with their lineup enough that you've never seen these lineups before and because you've never seen these lineups before you're going to have to experiment with some things to figure out how it's going to go i think all of us kind of saw the glaring weaknesses with rondo that when rondo came in it was just horrible tonight when Rondo played, he was a minus 14 in the plus minus. That That's not what you want from a backup point guard. Um, and if anything, that should really make Darren Collison feel great because that means that if Darren does come, Collison ends up coming, I would almost project that Vogel's going to start taking minutes away from Rondo. Now, that's just my opinion. I There's no trend that, that, that ticks like that that shows me that Frank is looking for someone to replace Rondo. But... It's really hard to say that there, you're going to have a point guard who gives you two points and four turnovers, and then you have a Darren Collinson who's able to play, make, and make shots 
and you're going to choose that one over the other, but we'll see. Blake St. Clair, pretty poor second half effort. Kuzma still too consistent. Same with Rondo. Yeah, it, it's it, we're, we just don't understand what to do with Kuzma. And um, I know there was a lot of conversation today about the trade. Um, they took him off the table. Um, I do believe it was the right move. I don't think um, I don't think what they were asking for was going to be worth it in the end. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, Kyle Kuzma needs to figure out who he is. He needs to figure out what he's going to do, and he needs to become that. If you're going to be a person who only scores four, four points and has six rebounds, then be that person. But if you're going to be a person who has double-digit rebounds and double-digit points, then be that person. But he needs to make a decision and do it. He needs to be as aggressive as Caruso was tonight. He needs to be as aggressive um, uh, uh, in his decision-making uh, uh, as an as a AD or LeBron. Just know what you're going to do and do it. Because if you're going to be catch and shoot and you're going to be somebody who does not pass and doesn't do assists, then you need to make sure that you're consistent with your shot. And he was not consistent tonight. He shot eight times and only made two shots. That's not good. And that's not going to cut it. Uh, so we really need him to make a decision. Now the trade deadline is over and the whole nine. So now you know you're staying for at least this season. They're not going to cut him. His, his contract makes he's still in his rookie deal. So you need to figure it out now because this is the key. Teams are watching. And the Lakers are making decisions as to who they're going to pay. And it's it's not a foregone conclusion that 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 Kuzma doesn't necessarily just because he he made it past this trade deadline does not mean that he's going to be on the on the Lakers for future reference. He could easily he could easily be moved if if he doesn't produce. Okay, and especially if he's the reason why we don't make it to the championship, they're going to be making some adjustments. Um, no, really, come on, hey, <laughs> hey, what the f is wrong with Kuzma? Offense comes and goes and goes and goes. It does, and uh, I don't understand it. I can't explain it, but it's happening. Um, Kuzma sucks and, and was only playing hard because he was going to be traded. Alsa Kuzma. I, I think I, I want to get. I want to say this. I know it's easier for us as fans to talk about the, the various reasons why people are inconsistent and things like that. Um, I want to hearken us back to the beginning of the season with KCP, and we had plenty of thoughts and reasons about the KCP thing. And then later it comes out after he gets back rolling, he gets back consistent again. It comes back about his anxiety issues and, and, and the way things were affecting them. And um, and for, and at some points, we forget that some of these cats are human. Now, this is what I will say. The difference is, is that for KCP, really outside of basketball, we don't really know what KCP does. We don't see him on celebrity dates. We don't see him marketing brand new shoes. We don't see none of that stuff. You see him maybe on backstage Lakers. You see him walking into the arena with a certain fit and you see him on the court. The most we saw we saw of him was the was the was the green room podcast where we had a chance to hear about his thoughts and things like that. Uh, so so for for KCP we we gave him a little bit more grace because we weren't able to really have anything else that we can call a distraction to him outside of our commentary. But for Kuz he has so much stuff going on, and every time he has a good game he hops on Instagram and he has some subliminal post about haters and he's going to stay consistent or he's going to keep focused. And then when he has a bad game, it just feels like all of a sudden we're all supposed to be understanding and graceful. Um, that season has passed, and that time has passed. Now you're getting into the nitty-gritty. Now teams know you. Now teams know that what you're capable of, and you're a part of an organization right now that is trying to make a championship run, and some of these players have never had excuse me, a, a, a championship. AD has never had a championship, never been to the finals. And now you're gonna give you're gonna mess up an opportunity for an AD. You, he, what I need Kuzma to do is figure out what in the world he is going to do and stop being so distracted. He needs to cut off all the other stuff on the outside. This is opinion talking, 
but he really needs to hone in and be as committed to basketball, team basketball, as he possibly can because he has not arrived. And I hope that's not his thought process, but he's sure playing like he has. Uh, Blake St. Clair, it sounds silly to tell LeBron what he needs to do, but he is far more effective driving than settling for threes. Even without shooters in the corner, he needs to overpower the small lineup tonight. Anthony Davis um, and LeBron seem to have a weird thing um, with with going to the paint. Uh, Anthony Davis got his got his points tonight, but there were plenty of moments where it was him on, like for instance tonight there was a there was a moment where he got switched out onto Eric Gordon and was literally calling for the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. They dumped it down to him in the paint, and he shoots it short. It's it's there's there's something mentally that's like that's stopping the shack in them of saying there's nobody on this court who can hold me and I'm going to the basket and if I get called for offensive foul I get called for offensive foul but I'm I'm letting it know be known I'm going straight to the hoop and for whatever reason LeBron won't do it for whatever reason AD continually settles for uh, mid range shots fadeaways instead of just powering to the rim and. There needs to be an adjustment into that area because before the shooters can get comfortable, they need to know that they're that they're that they're that the 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 player who's facilitating the AD or even the Bron when they're driving that they're going to kick it out. But right now, there's dribble, 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 and then eventually I'm just going to shoot it from three. That's not helping the fluidity, the chemistry of the offense, none of that stuff. And they need to figure that part out. Um, uh, I thought they were going to. Uh, this is Spain Torero 007. Good to see you. I thought they were going to ball out after nobody getting traded. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> I don't think anybody was really was really um, scared of being traded. I don't even think Kuzma was afraid of it. I think right now, the two players who are probably still nervous are Quinn Cook and Troy Daniels, knowing that they can get cut at any moment. And if Collison goes, I'm coming, um, they can get cut. The, the Lakers know, this is what the Lakers know, the team that you're seeing right now is not the team that's going to be in the playoffs. And I know we, we didn't do much in, uh, in the trade market. We didn't do anything in the trade market today, but our, our goal was always the buyout. And so uh, being able to get people off buyout is going to benefit in a, in a certain way. Um, but what it is, is going to do is it's going to begin to change the chemistry and the dynamics uh, of the team. We're working out of J.R. Smith, who would already fit in, as crazy as that sounds, uh, after what happened in Cleveland. It's very possible J.R. Smith could be a Laker within a, a couple of weeks. Uh, Darren Collinson was there tonight, so he cause he's going to change things, and you're going to start seeing teams having to adjust to how the Lakers are playing because right now they know the second unit is going to struggle offensively. So the, so the coaches have no problem pulling out all their stars and just letting the bench come in and play our bench. But when you have a Darren Collinson who could potentially come in and really be, begin to make the offense run and really make it fluid. And you don't have to rely on a Rondo making the wrong choices and missing wide open threes. When you start having a Collison in there, it changes the dynamic. Now the bench plays with more confidence. Now they have that. Now there's a different expectation uh, on the scouting report for the other team. It changes everything on that, right? It even allows, in certain instances, LeBron and AD to have more rest. So I'm not worried about the players who are still on the team. I'm not worried about people not being traded or how they were playing prior because it doesn't really matter. The buyout market was always going to be our thing. They were talking about this back in summer league when we started getting when we first started signing contracts. We could you can notice that these contracts were set up for easy trades or easy cuts, and so we've we've learned that. And I think that's going to be what you need to watch out for is the end of February. Now I'm not excusing tonight. Tonight still should have been won, but for whatever reason, uh, they weren't able to pull that off. Um, 
we are not uh, D million ten. We are not beating the Clippers. So waste of a season. Uh, the Clippers are not the litmus test for championship. Just want to make it very clear. It is not the litmus. We could lose all four games to the Clippers. That has no bearing on whether or not we're going to make it to the chip. Um, what that does say is the Clippers have our number, uh, but that that really doesn't mean as much. What that means is this: the Clippers and the Lakers are gonna, always going to play each other different. These are the teams that are always going to play the the Lakers at a different level. Uh, the Boston Celtics, the Clippers, the Nuggets, sometimes the, the Kings, okay? But the, they're always going to play with a different anticipation level for whatever reason, for whatever reason. But they play differently when they play us, okay? And we talked about this before. Most teams are going to give us their best shot. But the Clippers, they could lose four games in a row. But when we come to town, they're going to get extra focused because we're their goal. Boston Celtics... When we come to town, they're going to get extra focused. They could be on a four-game losing streak, or they had uh, they were six of seven, lost six of seven. When we come to town, we are their we are their goal. So they play us differently. I'm just that, that's what comes with the brand. And a lot of these guys have never played for the Laker brand longer than one or two years, and they don't realize that when you put that purple and gold on, there's a different target on your back than any other team in the NBA. There is a tradition, there's a value system, and there's an expectation of championships. You don't get a chance to hang all those banners and then walk into a season thinking they're going to give you grace. These people are going to be looking at your banners. They're going to look at your swag. They're going to look at your conversation. And then, then they're, going to, they're going to play you like it, okay? Um, and so that's what's happening. When you see, uh, like even with tonight, with the Rockets, the Rockets had a mission tonight to prove that their small ball is going to work. And we caught them on a night where they were determined to show that. And they did it. Same thing with the Celtics. We got blown out by the Celtics because they were on a mission to show that that last six or seven games that they had lost was not their true identity, and they wanted to make a statement on that TV game, on that national televised game. The 76ers, Ben Simmons wanted to make a statement that we don't need Joel Embiid. I'm going to show you guys that this team is good and better without him, and he showed that, okay? So so that that th- these are things that, you, that we have to put into account with that. Um, I don't look at any of those things and say, you're going to hold that same intensity for seven games because you're not, okay? After the first game or the second game, that, that, that intensity that you have, that motivation is completely different, okay? Uh, Alsa we played their game, should have had Dwight slam Westbrook a few times. Um, yeah, and it was, it, was, it was sad. Dwight only played four minutes tonight, and I, I think there was something wrong. I, 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 might, I must have missed that part. Um, but Dwight only playing four minutes also makes, an, makes a difference because JaVale is not set. Um, for running, you know, running the offense completely through him. Now, Anthony Davis obviously ran the five majority of the night tonight um, because of the small ball lineup, but that really shouldn't have mattered, to be honest. I think Dwight still brings in enough energy. He brings in enough rebounding ability that you can you can, you can can have a, a larger lineup even if they're going small ball. Um, uh, Blake Sinclair, to me, it looks like LeBron is too exhausted by the fourth to impact the game the same way he does the rest of the quarters. The bench doesn't help him rest, which is a big issue. Not only does the bench not help him rest, but Vogel hasn't really been solidified with his fourth quarter lineups. We don't really know who is the go-to guys. And Avery Bradley was in tonight because he had the hot hand, but that's not the normality. Uh, we don't really know. When you look, when you think about it, who is the fourth quarter, fourth quarter shut him down lineup? And we don't know who that is, right? We don't know who that is. In fact, there are moments where he's still staggering Braun and AD in crucial minutes in like the last four or five minutes, which is un, which is unnormal. Generally, by the time you have, if you have two stars, uh, generally by the time you get to the last six minutes, they in there and they gonna finish the game. But for whatever reason, 
the lineups haven't been consistent. But you were right. Braun has a problem in the fourth quarter. I don't. I, but my personal opinion is that he's trying to do too much. I don't know if it's so much fatigue as much as he is trying to turn something on that's unnecessary in that moment. Um, D million ten. A team with no center and you can't beat the brakes off them. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, but the, the idea, once again, in positionless basketball, on one end we say that they have no center, but on our end, LeBron runs the point. He's not a point guard. So, so there's this positionless basketball lends better to offensive schemes like the Houston Rockets. Pace and space. All we're going to do is we're going to go really fast, and then we're going to space the floor, and we're going to force you to make decisions on your heels. So Westbrook scored the majority of his points. Because they knew that they were hot from three. Well, they really weren't hot. They were only 19 of 42. But but they were shooting from three, and they had no problem shooting with conviction. Or Westbrook was going to get to the basket with his incredible speed and make it. So in those moments, it's like it's not so much about the center as much as it is about the offensive scheme. And that offensive scheme does not bode well for the Lakers. All of our All of our attention is put into the middle to keep people from getting to the basket and length. But when you pace in space like that, you, then you're pulling our big out. One of the reasons why you really couldn't have a JaVale in there as long, or I'm not sure what, what was happening with Dwight, but you really can't have a Dwight in there as long, because when you when you pull them all the way out like that, AD is already uh, handling their whoever would be their big. But because there is no big, you're asking two bigs from the Lakers to handle their guards in the perimeter, their guards and their forwards, and it's not going to work. There was one shot where uh, Covington was in the corner. AD was playing great defense on him, and Covington just threw it up and made it. When those kind of things happen, it opens up the middle because now you're going to start playing and pressing the perimeter even more. But the Lakers have always defended on having two bigs. So when one big presses, one big is back. But when you have small ball for the other team, you can't put two bigs on the floor. That leaves you too wide open for threes, and we saw that, okay? So it's 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 crazy. Uh, Al Sakusic, once again, refs were calling it one way. Um, I, I don't want to – I try to leave the refs out of it only because of this, man. It, it's – you don't really know. It, it always feels like it's slighted against you, but there were some calls where I was like, yeah, that makes sense. The, the Caruso charging call, like that could have went either way, but it went in our favor. A couple of out-of-bounds calls that went in our favor. It's just, you know, some things. Uh, Anthony Davis was with the swing through. They called they they still called the foul even after it was reviewed. So there were some things that went in our favor, but it should have never been that close in the first place. Uh Laguine Monza, Vogel's unbelievable stu- unbelievably stupid at times. We need we needed height. Where was Dwight? Why playing Rondo? Okay, we got we want to put ourselves back into basketball mindset, guys. Just because you have length doesn't mean that you have the advantage. The reason why small ball works and the reason why the Golden State Warriors had a death lineup with Draymond at the five, and they were able to destroy teams regardless of their length, is because you can run faster than them. That's the trade-off. If I have a Dwight in there along with an AD, Dwight and AD do not run fast. And if you're telling me I have Eric Gordon, James Harden, Westbrook, Covington, P.J. Tucker on the other side who can run laps around us, then you can't afford to have two bigs who can't keep up with the pace. Okay, so when you when they can't keep up with the pace, they foul more. They leave too many people wide open. Defense suffers, and so the reason why when people go small ball, it requires the other team to go small ball because you need someone who's able to keep up the pace. And Dwight is too old, right? Javale does not run like that. Okay, uh, Anthony Davis does not even run like that. Um, the truth is, this is the sacrifice that you make when you benefit or when you make your stance length. When you make your stance stance length then that means that you have a weakness when it comes to small ball. Now, kudos to the Houston Rockets 
for deciding to go, we're going to go small ball the rest of the season. Now, that's going to work for a few games, to be honest, because teams are going to try to adjust to that. No other team in the league is doing it. They're going to take some time to adjust to that. But the minute they adjust, that's going to be a wrap. But anytime you see small ball, do not expect to see two Laker bigs on the floor. It will not happen. It has never happened, okay? When, when the teams are going smaller, you need to get your bigs off the floor so that you can keep pace with what they're doing. George Santiago, this is just one off game. That kind of play by Rockets is not good for a seven-game series. Let me just harken back to this as well. The last game, Eric Gordon was 0 of 12 from 3, okay? So it's not like that, that formula is going to work for them all the time. The Rockets are known for being streaky with their three-point shooting. They'll set records. They'll do all that stuff. And when it comes to the playoffs, you got to remember that's a seven-game series. That's more than enough time for the other team to adjust. We'll know. We'll be able to go back and watch film, and then we're going to play you again. The thing that I love about our Lakers is we do have versatility on some side. Because we have Anthony Davis able to play the five, and because if we need to, we can throw in a JaVale or we can throw in a Dwight in, in addition to AD, that gives us the ability to have defense on another level. And it, it helps us to control the other bigs. This is why AD was so great against Jokic. Because when they when they run their offense through Jokic, you already have Anthony Davis on Jokic. That leaves that leaves Howard or McGee free to do whatever they want. Roam to block, get rebounds, catch lobs, the whole nine. And this is this is what you this is the, the benefit for the Lakers in the playoffs is that we have versatility. All of the sports pundits are going to tell you the same thing. The Lakers are built for the playoffs. Why? Because we can change our offense if necessary. We can change our defense if necessary based upon what the other team is doing. I, I do believe that Vogel makes some crazy moves sometimes. I just don't know if I would call him stupid. I think it's easier to call him that tonight because we lost. I don't think we can say that if we're 38-12 and 12 and still have a lead as the number one seed in the Western Conference. He's doing something, Okay. Um, Lakers and Tropolis. The Lakers, uh, the Rocket speed got the better of the Lakers. Yeah, and so this is this is this is where it gets hard, man. This is one of the things that Kobe was consistently talking to Shaq about, is that Shaq was dominant. But if the other team can get down the floor before Shaq could, then it didn't matter how dominant he was. They were there in the paint before him, and so there was a constant push for for Kobe for him to be faster, shed a little bit more weight. Um, this is the same idea for our guys. It's not about weight. They're just old. They're just old guys. They're, they are unbelievable, incredible veterans that have great chemistry. JaVale and Dwight work well together. They know how to prop up AD and put the focus on him. They don't make it about themselves, but they have been in the league for a minute, some years. And because they've been in the league for some years, it's going to it's gonna come out in the speed category and in the show tonight. Uh, same problems all year long with the Lakers turnovers, turning to easy layups and threes. Uh, Jay Brass three. Uh, that's going to be any team. Uh, the, the issue with turnovers is that it, there's a whole category for it, points off turnovers, because turnovers generally lead to easy offense on the other end. We had benefited from that because we, we in earlier in the season, we used to produce a lot of turnovers for the other team, and we would turn that into points for ourselves. So you would see a turnover and a, and a, and a, 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 a full court pass from LeBron all the way down to AD, because once, once the, the turnover happened, AD had already leaked out. And so like we benefited from it. But um, the, the truth is, is tonight we got we got used on it because their speed was just too much for us. And I promise you in a seven-game series, that wouldn't be the way it was going to – it would go down. But tonight they got us. Uh, Jay Brass 3, no execution down the stretch. Same thing all year, bad rotations. Not all year. Um, we've won some games in the fourth. Remember, the Lakers are undefeated when they're leading going into the fourth. Okay? The issue is, is that when we're losing going into the fourth, we don't do well. <laughs> we do. 
we don't do well. And 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 mind you, in 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 uh, a season we're talking about fifty games or, or so right now, uh, the Lakers have only lost twelve. Okay, so the mistakes that we're making, while they have been a trend, we can only say that they've lost twelve times in total. So so that that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Now, are we? Um, uh, are, are there plenty of areas to focus on? Absolutely, absolutely. We're still trying to learn defensive rotations. I don't know how that's going to work, but. Yeah, there's still places we need to, to work on. But when we say things like bad all year long and stuff like that, the record says the exact opposite. And if we go back and check some of the stuff we've said, our language has said differently. We've celebrated them when they've done well. When they were doing nine-game win streaks, seven-game win streaks, we had no problem with these things, okay? But the issue is that when we lose, it becomes much more glaringly obvious because it only happens. It's only happened 12 times since the summer. <laughs> God, it's February. We're about to celebrate Valentine's Day. And since August, September, we've only lost 12 times in that span. That's a huge deal. Um, Rondo, the weakest link, Lakers desperately need Collison. Vlad, Felix. I am in complete agreement. I'm really hoping that Collison comes in. Um, and I know, like I was talking to a, a friend of mine today who's like, you know, Rondo going to turn into a playoff monster. I, 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 I don't want to wait for that. Okay. I don't want to all of a sudden him to step into a booth. Step into the booth now. Do do something now. Go p- pretend it's the playoffs right now. Okay, but and then and we just need Collison. Period. We need Collison. Alsakusic. They were more physical than us. We needed Dwight in there. Yeah, for the physicality, absolutely Alsakusic. Dwight will will bang bodies with PJ Tucker, bang bodies with Covington, but he just he can't he just can't keep up. He just can't keep up speed wise. Um, and I hate it because Dwight in his prime could have done it. But that, that's one area where Dwight really, I mean, he, he is physically fit, man. But those legs have seen a lot of miles, guys, and, uh, and, it's, and it's showing. Uh, do, we ha- do, we just, do we just have to be tough at point of attack? Who's got bullied there? Joy Santiago. I'm telling you, when I was watching the way Bradley and uh, AC were, were handling their aggressiveness, I just kept wondering, why is Kuz not doing that? Um, and it's making me wonder if he doesn't trust his handle. I don't know what it is, but but literally Caruso was going to the basket and like, listen, either I'm gonna get fouled or I'm gonna miss it, but I don't care. I'm going for it. Uh, Bradley was 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 running through screens. He was running off screens, man, and he was like shedding his defender into the into the pick, which is what you're supposed to do. And then he would just pull up with conviction, even if he missed it. That's what you want to see from Kuz, but for whatever reason he wasn't. Excuse me, he wasn't doing that. Uh, uh, oh, Cora, 35. Team is soft. When it gets rough, they fold. Sometimes, um, I think I think it's really just when they decide not to turn it on is when it looks the most obvious. Dasani is uh, blank water. Yes, they ain't making it out the Western Conference Finals. I, uh, that's a fact. Uh, uh, oh, you must talk about the Rockets. Yeah, I I don't think the Rockets are making it past the second round. Not with that. You can't you can't ask a PJ Tucker um, to give you that kind of production. And here's the here's the real key: if PJ gets hurt, you're really in trouble. You're really in trouble. You have no depth whatsoever when it comes to that to that side. You're using forwards and centers, and that's going to be a problem. D million ten. Yo, get that clown out of L. A. immediately. Uh, must be talking about Rondo <laughs> or Kuzma. Who knows? Donovan Bryant eight. Let's bully Kuz until he plays well. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never be an advocate for bullying, but I know exactly what you mean by that, bro. And I mean, I'm laughing, but like. The trend is shown, man. When Laker fans get on players, they either adjust or they get out of town. And uh, and we saw what happened with KCP. 
apparently we're seeing what's happening to Avery Bradley because this dude is turning into a consistent monster. Uh, but Kuz just, I think Kuz has been bullied enough, to be honest. The boy's been on the trade block ever since he got to the Lakers. And uh, it just ain't happening. Uh, D million 10. Cut Rondo, Troy, Dudley. Bro, fix the F bench. Yeah. Um, Troy Daniels is not a bad player. He's just one-dimensional. So we want to put things in perspective here. Dudley and Troy are two players who are not asked to do much. But when they're asked to come in, they do exactly what they're called to do. When Dudley comes in, shoot threes and get Braun the ball. Take a charge. Keep your hands up. That's why you see the joke where he keeps his hands up. That's all Dudley's asked to do, and he has done that consistently. But that's why they only put him in when they need that. Troy Daniels is only called to come in to shoot threes, period. The other night he came in. He was only in for four minutes. He shot one shot. It was a three, and he made it. When Troy Daniels comes in, when he gets called on, he does what he's supposed to do. When we had all those injuries and Quinn Cook and, and Troy Daniels came in, they showed what they can do if they're just given time. But that's not what we need from them because they're defensive liabilities, right? But they're great. They're great. Um, uh, they're great uh, uh, shooters that that are that could that could work, um, but only in certain instances, right? Um, and so I it, it, I do understand. We do need to make some adjustments to the bench, but <laughs> but for me, oh, number one, Rondo's never getting cut. Troy and Troy and Quinn are probably going to be the two we're going to get cut. They're not going to cut Dudley. Okay. They're not going to cut Dudley. He has, he has ingratiated himself into the culture of the team, and he's necessary, man. He's necessary. And he does what he's supposed to do well when he's called upon and never complains. Uh, Dealing in 10. Dude, Kuz ain't it. As of right now, I can't, I can't defend Kuz. There's nothing he's shown me that he that, that, that says otherwise, and it's not because – I think we need to reel it back a little bit. Kuz can be it. For whatever reason, he ain't turning it on. And he turns it on when he's in the starting lineup. He turns it on when people are injured. But when it comes down to him trying to put himself into the middle of an offense where we're fully healthy, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And it's not like he's not being aggressive. He shot his eight shots. He only made two of them, though, which is not going to work. All he cares about is Instagram and women. Uh, I don't want to – I hear you. It, I mean, it, it's, it's just hard. I, he really needs to focus in on basketball. I know, I know he loves basketball, okay? Somebody who was – the coups that we met during Summer League is the same coups, but you're watching somebody who is transitioning into adulthood um, on his own, making decisions, business decisions, and trying to figure out life. And the worst city to try to figure yourself out in is Los Angeles because Los Angeles will have you thinking you're supposed to be a certain thing when really it's all a facade. And so you'll change your hair. You'll, you'll, you'll try to be on, be on billboards and do all this other stuff. And while it's all great and dandy, LA will sell that as now you're becoming a brand. Now you're becoming this thing. And the truth is in LA, what we care about is if you ain't got a chip, if you ain't got a ring, don't, don't, don't worry about nothing else because the people that we came up with, the people that help us grow as Laker fans from the seventies, the eighties, nineties, we watch these teams handle business, then celebrate, Right. The Forum Club and all that stuff that we hear about was after they started winning, okay? You didn't hear that kind of stuff when, you know, when you went four points and you went two of eight. You know, I don't want to see you flashing a, a, a dope fit on the Instagram, right? That's not what Kobe would do, just being honest, even though that wasn't a thing when he was coming up. But he wouldn't do that now. That's that was Kobe's Instagram was dry. It was dry, boy, uh, because that, that just wasn't his stilo. His mind was on winning. And that's what we need to get our we need to get this team to get together. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, Winston Apps, Kuz better get it together. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. George Santiago, if we were if we were to cut Rondo minutes more, who should get those if Collison does not come? 
if Collison does not come, don't look. Well, let me take that back. Alec Burke, uh, I believe, is one, somebody who's out there. Um, they're they're going to pick somebody up, okay? And it's going to be a guard or a forward, okay? Um, it's not going to be a center, obviously. We don't need any more. In fact, I don't even think we really need a forward. I think it's going to be in the guard category. Um, they're going to take some, some minutes away from Rondo. I think that's perfectly fine. I think you do that, and, and you do that until... Unless unless Rondo is showing in his short spurts of playing that he's doing great, you have somebody else in there. I truly believe Collison is coming. I, I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but Collison coming to the Laker game tonight was a big deal for somebody who texted uh, um, uh, Matt Barnes during a show today and said, I'm 50-50 about coming back. You just said that. Like, you literally just said that. And as you said that, I'm sorry, yesterday, as you said that, the next night you're at the Laker game. So it, it's it, that's a big deal. That's that's a good sign for us. Will he be at a Clipper game? Probably. He'll probably, I mean, you know, Bomber's probably going to call him for a Clipper game. But I'm truly believing, in my heart of hearts, Collison is coming, and the point guard issue is going to start to figure itself out. But if he does not come, they're going to pick up some other guard. Uh, O'Kara 35, Braun's scared to go to the free throw line. Uh, this has been his MO for his entire career. This does not shock me. We knew this about Braun before he came here. And I don't know if it's as much as, as scared as much as he doesn't trust himself. Um, and he doesn't trust himself because he's always struggled with free throws. That's been his, I mean, from high school on. Free throws has not been his thing. Um, and so when you get to tight games like that, you don't want to rely on the weakest part of your game. You want to rely on what you can do, which is why he worked so hard on that three after Popovich called him out in one of those finals games. Uh, after he got called out, he was like, man, I'm going to work on my three because he wants to add other dimensions he can make strong. But his free throw shooting, he's tried changing his form. He's try I mean, you see so many different things about Braun. There's a whole video that shows how many times he's changed his form at the free throw shooting line. He can't. He just can't do it. Uh, Demon, bro, if we don't make the finals, AD is not going to resign, and this is going to be Kuzma's fault. AD's resigning, guys. Let, let's just, let me just put everything to rest, okay? AD is resigning. There is no way he's not resigning, and I'll tell you why. Because there's no other team where it makes sense. There's no other team where there's no other franchise where it makes sense. You're seeing more AD now, and this is what this is another thing. AD also he wants a chip, but he also wants to make himself a superstar in the LA market. It doesn't make sense to go anywhere else. In fact, if you watch the trades today, I mean, who who's really going to be able to build around him like the Lakers can right now? The Lakers have structured themselves so they can build around AD as soon as LeBron is gone. Bring in another superstar. Uh, bolster the bench up. Do whatever he wants to do. And it really does become his team. So he ain't going nowhere. Laker Metropolis. AD was supposed to be the next upcoming the next upcoming of Hakeem. Uh, yeah. Well, I, they play two different games. It is a, it's a totally different a, uh, NBA. Um, Hakeem wasn't trying to master shooting threes. But... AD, AD was, right? It was much more of an inside game. The, the, you know, the dream was just, it, it was just a different era, and you'll never see another dream. Anthony Davis is his own player. But let's not lose. This is what we can't do, guys. We got to hold on to ourselves, okay? Not prisoners of the moment. We celebrated AD coming. We know he is the superstar that we wanted. We are, we are privileged to have a Braun and an AD. They are going to have weaknesses that show because they have not played in the purple and gold together. And we know far more about this brand than they do. LeBron said something at that memorial before the game that was so telling. He goes, I kept hearing how Lakers were a family and L.A. was a family. He goes, you guys have shown me that. You've been here for almost two seasons, Bron, and it took Kobe down for you to see it.
That tells you how dis how far he is from really knowing the culture. He's embraced us and we've embraced him. But now it's time for us for him to get to know us. This has been much more like a married at first sight than it has been a dating, getting together relationship. Okay. So this is like, hey, we want you, you want, I want you, let's get together. Now let's figure out how we're gonna coexist together. And they're still learning how incredibly difficult it is to win games when people hate you because of the colors that you wear. That, that, that's the honest kind of truth, man. They don't like seeing AD and Braun joking and laughing, doing press conferences together about the All-Star game. They don't like to see that. No other team has that privilege. Name another team who has that privilege. Who has that privilege? Where, where one is the captain, and the very first person the captain picks is his own player. There's no other team that has that. So, so people don't like that. Players don't like that. They don't like that. It, they feel disrespected by that. And they play us like they're disrespected. So let me keep going. Blake St. Clair. Um... Oh, D million, bro! I'll take J.R. Smith any day. I, that's interesting. I, D million ten. I'm actually in agreement with that, bro. I, I didn't think I would ever say that after watching what what <laughs> what J.R. Smith did in that Golden State final game. But I honestly believe you. I I, I think J.R. Smith would be a great addition to this team. Um, I would I would love to see Colin and a J.R. Smith. I, 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 you know, Collison and a Marvin Williams maybe. But J.R. Smith does not scare me. I would not be mad if we signed him. I'll say that. Uh, Winston Epps, they tried to force the ball inside instead of running instead of running the offense. Excellent point. Once again, getting away from the offensive plan. Yes, we want to feed AD, and AD got his points tonight. But we also know that traditionally when AD gets his points, it becomes much harder for us to win the game. It's when we start sharing the ball, getting the fluidity, start hitting our shots. And when you have an Avery Bradley who's on, you kind of want to trust that. It's like when KCP gets on. Don't take the ball out of his hands just because you're trying to feed the middle. Stick with the game plan. Excellent point. Blake Sinclair, LeBron almost needs to be Carl Malone sometimes. Yes, good, good example. The two-man game with LeBron and AD in the pick and roll and pop in the paint should be unstoppable by this time of the season. It really should. And we see flashes of it. They had a lob tonight where it was like, yes, where they tied the game. But they, they don't run it enough. And it's really our bread and butter, guys. It really is our bread and butter. If we do that and LeBron, and there's nobody who can run the pick and roll like LeBron, man. But for whatever reason, we're getting away from it. Um... Eric.com. The playoffs is a different animal, bro. People don't understand that. It is. It, it, things are called different. And I know we try to like, there's a lot of people like, oh, it's not, it's not really different. It's all mental. No, it's, it's really a different animal, man. When you play the same team over and over and over again, the refs are calling things differently. You know, you're, 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 you're kind of like, even when you're going away, you're going to the same arena that you've seen multiple times. So it doesn't feel as away. It, like this, like by that point, you're hitting summer months. The weather is getting better. So now you're really starting to get into feeling good. And the playoffs just happen to, to, to do something different, man, to do something different to people. So uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I really, I really hope that when we get to the playoffs, we really have learned who we are. Blake Sinclair, we still don't have a, really have a cemented roster rotation that we'll see for the playoffs. Adding Collison probably clears that picture up a bit, but still a little worrying. Yeah, I think because if I'm being honest, guys, I'm going back into my, this is all me opinion. I really think the plan is, uh, was always to get, to get uh, contracts, and they didn't get Kawhi, was to get contracts that were going to be easy to make adjustments to towards the playoffs. I think they saw what happened with Braun in Cleveland, and now he cleared that entire roster midseason and got a whole new roster in. The Derrick Rose and the Dwayne Wade, I mean, he was shipping folk out, okay? I think they left it so that the contracts could be easily moved or cut 
in order to make adjustments. Now, the trade deadline, they didn't do anything. But what they did do is they left, and you notice on our, on our roster right now, there are plenty of people that we could easily cut to make room for others. And that's I think they always had that in their mind and in their plan. So uh, I think it, it is a little worrying, but I've always anticipated that around February, like I said, you were not going to see anything solidified until All-Star break. I knew that the trade deadline was going to shake some things up. Nothing happened, but I knew the buyout market was going to be something. Once all that stuff is cleared up, then you're going to start seeing definitive rotations. Uh, Daniel H8, not, woo, that's a long number. Do you think that we get Collison? Absolutely. I'm a firm believer. I'm speaking it into existence. Winston Epps, yes, every team gets up for us. These players don't understand playing for the Lakers. They don't, man. They don't. And one of the benefits of Kobe was he got to be around people who understood it, man. Like, they wouldn't let that dude just jump on the floor. When Kuzma came, he walked in as the man. We celebrated this dude when we won the Summer League, guys. That's how bad it was for us. We were celebrating the fact that we had won Summer League. I know a lot of us wouldn't really care. But it was like, it was a thing. And Kuzma was like a, a, a revelation. And it was the steal of the draft. And they were even doing mock drafts, do-overs. If you were to mock draft again, Kuzma would go top five. He walked in with that mentality. But he never had anybody in the organization to show him what it meant to be a Laker. Kobe was on his way out with Julius Randle and all those guys. Kuzma comes in, and he comes in with a bunch of kids. It's Lonzo. It's Josh Hart. It's the, 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 the resurgence. We're, we're rebuilding. Luke Walton is the coach. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand it. And so you you have like a uh, uh, you have these you have these moments where you're like, man, if they just truly understood what they were wearing, it would cause them to play differently, think differently. But and now they're starting to get it. Now they're getting baptized in it. Because Kobe dying, they got a chance to see how deep we run. There is no fan base in the universe like us. We hold you accountable. We will trade you in a minute. But we will believe in you until, and literally until the day you die. We'll believe in you. We'll, you'll become a legend to us. We'll, we'll, hang, we'll put our own banners up in our own house with your name on it. We'll get tattoos of you on us. Why? If you produce championships, then you have, you, have, you have met our demand. Anything less than that is not okay. In Cleveland, they're fine with finals and losing. We're not. Okay? In New Orleans, they're fine with getting the second round playoffs and, and losing. Not us. We hang banners. And this is the year where the Clippers think they're going to hang a banner in our building, and we hold people accountable to that. And when they understand that it, when you have a stepbrother down the, down the road who's trying to take something that belongs to you, it means something, man. It means something. Um, uh, Eric.com, the Lakers need to have AD at the five for a small lineup setup. That's what they did tonight, which is why he played 40 minutes. And, and it really did benefit him because he got his points up. But in the fourth quarter, we did not abuse it the way we should have. And, uh, it, it, and it made a difference. Al Acoustic, AD's weakness is physicality. Yeah, this dude is always, I don't know how many times I've watched a game where I see him go, ah, or, ah, or, ah. I'm like, look, listen, bro, like, I understood in the beginning, but now, now I'm like, you need to figure it out. You, you, need, to get, you need to get into the gym somewhere and let somebody just body you up real quick. I mean, just give you chest shot. Uh, uh, rib shots. I mean, just give you a rocky workout so you can feel what pain is like because that's what you're going to get in the playoffs, Doc. They're going to work your body over and over and over again. You need to prepare yourself for that. Uh, since, uh, ST, S2N, so I'm going to say since. Uh, they outscheme the Lakers, man. Houston is a problem in a seven-game series. I completely disagree. Uh, they are a problem in one or two games out of a seven-game series, but they have proven that if they continue to run this, especially with the small ball thing, this is brand new. If they run this lineup, they're going to be destroyed in the playoffs because 
Teams adjust easier, and here's the key to it all. The refs call differently. They swallow the, the whistles in the playoffs. And if you let us, if you let a Dwight Howard get physical with you, you're, you're going to think twice about coming into that middle. I'm just, I'm just being honest, man. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work against other teams. I don't think it's going to work against a Hassan Whiteside. That's, it's just not. It's just, you, you're going to have Hassan Whiteside, who is averaging double-digit rebounds and points. Most of the time, he's hitting 20 rebounds. You're going to take away Quint Capella and think that you're going to do better with against Hassan Whiteside. This is not. That's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Um, uh, El Cuera, 35. Cook can't be that bad, man. Rondo got to give some dirt on Vogel to get all these minutes. It's more of a size thing and a defensive liability. Rondo does have a little bit more length. He's slow. He gets blown by too many times. Um, and he also has the reason what they talk about with Rondo is that he's vocal on the defensive end. He's like a quarterback on the defensive end, um, which Cook is not. He's just not that. But I still believe that Cook can really produce. His his size is a little bit undersized. Not something that Vogel really likes. Um, but we'll see. Um, uh, Gary G one eleven is one J sixty six 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 Caruso. Caruso should take Rondo minutes. I believe that. I've been saying that since we gave Caruso the contract. I'm like, forget Rondo. Caruso here. I'm good. I'm an AC fan. No, really, come on. If LeBron wants to honor Kobe, he should fix that free throw problem. Bro, I'm going to tell you something. He's been trying to do that for years. That free throw thing ain't being fixed, Doc. He, it's just not going to be fixed. George Santiago, he ain't going nowhere. He was. He has a Mamba tattoo now. Can you imagine that? Him trying to go somewhere with a Kobe Bryant tattoo? It ain't going to work, man. And especially after Kobe died, now you've written out. Listen, now we didn't, you didn't been like you didn't seen the death part. We didn't been sympathizers with each other. You can't, you can't walk in here, sympathize and cry with us, get a tattoo, and then walk away. Now you want to see some hate? Try that. Um, Kobe would never let that free throw problem linger. No, really, come on. That's hard to say, guys. It's for some reason like it's just some people just don't have the the, the necessary stroke. Um, Kobe's body type is different. Kobe studied Michael Jordan. LeBron's body type is completely different. People who are this is what this is why bigs always struggle when you're when you're built broader and things like that. Your shooting motion is way different. Look at how hard it is for LeBron to do simple things like cross people over. He can't do it. He has to just straight drive with his shoulder down because they you play different. Le, Kobe was a shooting guard. LeBron's a forward. Okay, um, they they shoot different. They they LeBron has never really been a great shooter. Um, as much as I know Kobe would be, you know, this tremendous thing. Kobe, listen, Kobe struggled with, with three-pointers for a while. He had to work on that, work on that, work on that. And he was good, but it took, it, it, it wasn't like, he wasn't like off the chain. Um, so this is always going to have some issues with certain things. And LeBron's is always going to be free throws. Uh, Iggy in South, has, uh, South Beach has basically continued his, se his season-long retirement. Iggy was, I think he averaged six points and four rebounds last year. If Iggy was really trying to, if, I'm just being honest, if Iggy wanted $30 million for the next two years, I wouldn't have took him. I'm just being honest. There's no way. That, not for that. I would have loved to have him on a buyout for this season, but you're asking to be traded with the contract extension? Nah, bro. I'm not tying up my cap space for somebody who's averaging six points and four rebounds. Nah. It made more sense when you were on a buyout. But the reason why nobody was trading for him is because he had a $17 million contract. Come on, man. That's crazy. Um, when when synapse, maybe they should uh, have traded Kuzma. I thought he would have he would come out hard. No, the the that's the, the deciding factor in them playing hard and stuff like that. Like that's not gonna be the, the trade thing's not gonna be it. Um, they would have fixed he would have fixed himself a long time ago. The issue is is that he just he hasn't learned how to ingratiate in himself into the offense, 
and it's gonna it's gonna it's it's gonna hurt him in the long run. Uh, that lineup of Rondo, KCP, AC, and Kuz was disaster. Had disaster written all over it. Horrible decision. Uh, Rondo and Alex Caruso should never be on the floor together. Uh, if you have, to be honest, if I'm looking at it, I would have much rather had an AC, KCP, a Kuz with uh, a, a Dwight and AD. That that to me would have worked. Uh, but I did not like that experiment at all. I hope he never goes back to it. Bizarro Lakers. Seems like we need a tough guy on this team that doesn't F around. Uh, oh, wait. The Clippers picked him up. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted Marcus Morris, but not for what they were asking for. I'm not, we're, we're, already, we're already hamstrung. we got to remember, we, made, we gave up a lot for that AD deal, and it was more than just our core. We gave up picks and the whole nine. Um, I like Morris. I think he's going to be great on the Clippers. I think the issue that's going to stop the Clippers is their chemistry. I, I just, I don't think, I don't think, <laughs> I just don't think having a Montrez Harrell and a Marcus Morris and uh, uh, and uh, a Pat Bell all in the same room trying to speak the same language. It works now because ain't really no loudmouth outside of Pat Bev. But, uh, but you put all those guys together and then here's the key. Marcus Morris requires minutes. Okay. He, like he, he was, he was basically the most sought after thing in the, on the Knicks. So now you're telling me you're asking a dude who's playing 20 plus minutes and he was doing all that stuff. You want him to come onto this team and do what now? So now, now instead of subbing, cause you needed Montrez to come in and, and give you minutes, but now you don't necessarily need that. You got Marcus Morris is going to start most likely, but he's going to start, but he's going to start and you don't necessarily need him to come out as much. Right? So Trez's minutes is probably going to go down, or he's going to see his point production go down. And how are you going to handle that? A new guy comes in, you know, he kind of becomes the new hotness. And and then, you know, Morris is going to have to figure out, how am I going to feel about playing with a team where the two superstars get to run the entire culture, and and they get to take games off whenever they decide, miss practices, change practice times, all that stuff. Them, them cats ain't brawn, bro. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, agreed. I would have I would have given up Kuzma and Harvey. Yeah, it just it, you guys got you guys got to remember like some of this stuff is salary for the for the future. Um, Kuz still on his rookie salary. Uh, uh, Morris obviously you know has a higher salary and is going to want more. It just some things you have to factor in more than just he's playing better than this guy. It's is that is that going to be worth it? That's the question. And is the chemistry going to be worth it? Does Marcus Morris fit into this chemistry? Is it going to change it? All of these things have to be factored. And then let's not forget. When it was time to sign all these people after we got AD, they went straight to Braun and AD and said, who do you want us to get? Is this, is this okay? Do you think they stopped going to him when it came to trade, de- trade deadline? Do you think that they said, we're going to pull Kuz off of the table just because they felt like it? You think they didn't check with Braun before they said, we're going to pull Kuz out of this deal? There was more conversation than just Rob Plink on the phone. I promise you that. Um, Kuz is supposed to be a scorer, but on cold nights like this, he offers nothing else. That's for any scorer. When Lou Williams goes cold, and he had a few times a season that he does that, you, he gives you nothing. It's, there's nothing. When Dame, when Damian Lillard, when he has, when he goes cold, and he had a few of those this month, this, this this season, there's really nothing you can do with him. He's not a great defensive player, and he's just a possibility on the team to get hot. But if he's not hitting, it doesn't work. Okay. Uh, KCP was awful and threw up two air balls to prove it. Alsakusa, yeah, yeah. But we also learned we cannot slander KCP because he he stepped up when we needed him and he's he's been that. Okay, tonight he was off, but really bad air balls. Yeah. Are you worried about the Lakers' future? Um, I I was worried about it with this with this trade deadline. I was worried we were going to make a mistake that was going to tie us up because you got to remember we know LeBron's coming to retirement. Okay. 
This is his last big contract. Ain't going to be nothing else really after this. If he does get a contract, it ain't going to be huge, okay? So he's on the downtick. We all know that. He knows that the whole nine. So the question is, how do we build around Anthony Davis? And so now you're starting to pinpoint free agents one, two, three seasons in advance, which is why when they give these contracts out, they go two years or they'll go like a team option or they'll do one year because they're trying to keep their flexibility open to make adjustments to build around the future. So I'm not worried about it. I think I'm good. So listen, guys, we're going to get ready to wrap this up. It's already been an hour, but I want to do our normal thing when we look at the at the schedule coming up. Obviously, tonight was a loss. Uh, we did not want a loss. It doesn't feel good to lose. And I, listen, let me also say this. Every complaint that we had is justified. I don't feel bad about nothing that was said tonight. I also know that after I get done breathing this loss out and they win a couple more, I'm not going to feel as bad as I did tonight. But uh, we have a few more games coming up. And these, this is where you want to see our mojo coming in. Golden State, Phoenix, Denver, Memphis, right? Like I said, Boston is going to be the true litmus test on Sunday the 23rd. But going into that, you want to go into Golden State. You want to play in that arena. You want to win. You want to you come back home, play against Phoenix. You want to win. Those things that you should win. Going into Denver, completely winnable game. They're a great team. We can still beat them, right? Memphis, they're playing great. Still can't beat us, okay? Even with the changes that they make, those young guys are talking way too much. And once I, once I saw Dylan Brooks talking, I said, that's going to be the end of their season. Because when young guys start talking like that, it makes veterans wake up, no matter what team it is. And the last thing you want to do is wake up a LeBron James or wake up one of these veterans and get them act, and get them to, to thinking about all the stuff that's been said. And let's not also forget, Iggy is like a friend, right? Iggy's a friend to a lot of these people around the, around the league, okay? Uh, and so, like... That, that that Memphis game is going to be something. Even even though we're going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to be at home, Memphis is, we're going to show them something. Uh, but that Boston game is going to be it. So the 23rd, uh, that Boston game is going to be the most telling one. But the good thing that we have right now is we don't play another game until Saturday. And we're at Golden State, so we should win that game. They're the worst team in the league. A good way to get back on our mojo. And, I, and I'm just trying to get us to 40 wins, guys. I want to get us to 40 wins. Uh, we're 38-12 and 12 right now. But if we can just... We just get these next two wins and hit that 40 mark. I'll feel much better knowing that we're walking in uh, 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 at 52 games, looking like, hey man, like <laughs> 52 games, we're 40 and 12. I'll take it. I'll take it, man. Uh, so, any case, um, Rondo can't be playing. Roro MVP 91. It messes up our offensive rhythm. Rondo can't play. Yeah, I like I said, I can't defend him. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, he has, uh, he's obviously done his thing, uh, in, in prior times and maybe they're just relying that it's going to turn on in the playoffs, but for whatever reason, it's not showing now with that being said, guys, I'm going to see you guys on Saturday night after the game. I want to see, I want to hear from you guys. Once again, pay attention to the Showtime Forum Twitter page, the Instagram page, uh, just really excited about not only the content that's coming up, but the things that we have going on. But what I'm looking over the next few days is the hear word off the buyout market. So keep your eyes tuned to the Twitter page. As soon as we hear something, we're going to send it out. But it's looking like the buyout market is going to be our new revival, okay? That's where the new blood's going to come in. That's where the changes are going to come in. That's where the cuts are going to happen. And we're going to be able to reshape this roster to tweak it up a little bit and be able to make some adjustments and go after it, okay? There's even a possibility um, that uh, that the, the roster points that we make can make this team uh, unbeatable, really, 
uh, if we can make the right adjustments and we can do the right things with these offense, man. So, Alistair Kuzik, thanks for letting me vent. Absolutely. Y'all need to vent. We all do. Because let me tell you something. When it got to that two-minute mark and I saw that we were just giving up turnovers, I turned the TV off and came upstairs. I was like, man, normally I'm rushing to try to get this stuff together. And I was like, man, we lost that game. Even if we would have won that game, I wouldn't have been happy. We, we should have we pounded them dudes, but we just didn't do it tonight. But we are going to pound Golden State. You better believe it. The bounce back game is coming, and it's going to happen in Golden State on Saturday. So let's hear it for them, guys. Remember, Mamba out. I still can't believe I'm saying that. Mamba out, but not forgotten. I'll see you guys.